Sub-Zero. Everybody, it's Cyborg, and I am joined once again by Down Ferality, and this time we have a special guest for the Sub-Zero episode, and if you haven't listened to our previous episodes on Scorpion and Baraka, make sure to check those out. This time, as I said, we are covering Sub-Zero, and we have on community member Charles Adams T, the one that I was talking about in the last episode in the <laughs> chat. That was good pronunciation. You guys have inspired me to get a proper username. And don't feel bad because years ago, in a lead up to MKX, when I was listening to you guys all the time as well, I threw in a reader question, and I think it was Temp who did, said the same exact thing. He was like, "Charles Adamst," yeah. and I was like, "It is kind of all mixed together." So I do, I need a proper username. I was thinking maybe I've never had one. You know, I'm just old school. So sure. I was thinking doing something like I'm thinking Kwansu dude, but I might be taken. So. There you go. Well, we're glad to have anyway. you, and we're going to ask some questions to learn a little bit more about you, as we do with all of our guests. And glad to have you in general as a community member. Thanks for all your support. You said you've been listening to us for a few years since the lead-up to MKX, so that's awesome. Um, Dude, thank you guys that. so much for having me. I can't tell you how excited I am to be here. I'm excited I am about MK and just to be able to talk to other guys that are excited about it, too. I mean, I, and, I uh, think you're excited. I, I want to say you're excited, but no one's more excited I'm than me! I'm excited, man. All right. I'm pretty goddamn excited. Okay, well, that's good. So, look, you can't be more excited than me, so don't even try, all right? No, you beat me there. Down Ferality gave up years ago. I beat the excitement <laughs> out of him. Listen, if I didn't have little kids in my house, <laughs> I, you'd, I would, I'd raise the volume, but I'm not going to be able to scream like that. I wish I could. Yeah, I just got my uh, wife and my dog trying to sleep, so it's not a big deal. All right. Uh, <laughs> so let's get to the questions here and learn a little bit more about you. Sure. First of all, how did you first get into Mortal Kombat? Um, well, I'm 32 years old, so that, that puts me, I was a little kid right during the height of, you know, uh, Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat 2 in the arcades. Sure. So at six years old, um, I went to a friend's house and he had um, Mortal Kombat, the original on uh, Sega Genesis. And it was the most, it was the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. And also just the whole vibe around like going up to his room, because I guess his mom didn't know he had it. Right. Which I mean, how do you how do you buy anything when you're six years old and not not have your parents know? But apparently his dad was cool with it. He like, didn't want his mom to know, so it was like this whole keeping it on the down low. And I just remember the first time um, I beat him, and I didn't. And it was at the pit stage, and I didn't uppercut him. And he was like, "Dude, what the hell's wrong with you? Why didn't you uppercut me? Do you want to see?" It? So it just opened my. It was it, it gets into your psyche. It's like when you're that age and at that time, and all the mystique and mysteriousness about that game just. It, it had me, you know, from the first moment. And then when Mortal Kombat 2 came into the arcades, we had a real arcade. I grew up north of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we had this really awesome arcade. And I used to go there and like with a stool so that I could get up <laughs> and actually play. And my dad would take me on Fridays and watch me play. And it, it, God, Mortal Kombat 2, it was the best thing ever. So 
I've been around for a while, and I kind of fell off in the 3D games a little bit and then got back on board with MK9, but was a huge, huge fan for the 2D games and uh, and have been since MK9. And so happy that MK is still a part of my life, a huge part of my childhood more than any other video game. And just the fact that it's come back and, you know, watching Realm have their own studio and get away from Midway. And just the fact it's such a success story that I just think, you know, we're so lucky to still have this series. And uh, Absolutely. It's awesome. awesome. Yeah, not every series lasts that long, especially. Yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat definitely was looking a little shaky there towards the end of the Midway days and that 3D era period. So yeah, it you're you're right on with them. They it wasn't a guarantee that they made it this far. So yes, we should be very grateful that we still even have this series because it, it could have been quite possible that it just fell off the radar or ended up with a company that couldn't really give it the budget it needed, and we might be seeing a completely different game right now. So yeah, I, there is a lot to be appreciative of, you know, complaints aside. So that's awesome to hear that you got started that early on, and that was just a great story. So thank you for sharing that. Um, you're you're welcome so now you seemed passionate about coming on for the sub-zero episode you messaged me saying hey can you come on and (laughs) it's awesome uh so with you being a sub-zero fan what is your favorite thing about sub-zero uh probably the whole chinese warrior the mystique you know in general my favorite thing about mortal Kombat is the characters um i agree with you guys last time i believe you asked your last guest and it was the same thing kind of what just how great MK characters are and the Chinese influence, um, you know, with Mortal Kombat 1 and Mortal Kombat 2, I, the, the most get it, beating the game and getting the endings and then the little intros that would play at the beginning, you know, being in the arcade and there's no YouTube back then. So you, you couldn't go online and be like, oh, I want to see that fatality again or, oh, I want to watch that intro. You had to be at the arcade and if somebody did something, you'd want to be there to see it. And I was couldn't wait to see what they were doing with Sub-Zero. Uh, with Sub-Zero. Yeah. And I thought his story with, with Scorpion was the most interesting. And then the fact that, you know, you realize Scorpion killed him and you're his brother in the second game. And that whole dynamic was super interesting to me. I love the fact at the end of the game in MK2, you got to see him maskless and he was like Asian. And I was just real. I, I didn't want to be anything more than like a Chinese ninja, even though there is no such thing, I guess. <laughs> when I was a kid, you know, couldn't wait to dress up for him as Halloween. Uh, blue is always my favorite color, which I know is lame, but it, it, sometimes it's as simple as that. It's a good color. Um, yeah. yeah, man. And and you know what? His stance. I loved his stance in the original MK. It yes. was really like slow and methodical. And um, and then I was really bummed when I got it on Sega Genesis because he had the same stance as Scorpion. And I oh, loved. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, the Sega Genesis version had that for whatever reason. But the SNES version, strangely enough, and like the Sega CD and stuff, had the same arcade stance. And I just uh. I, you know, I also thought the idea of somebody who could freeze stuff, you know, a cryomancer, and just I just thought he was the coolest shit in the world, no pun intended. Yeah, the weird thing about Sub-Zero is he's got, you know, in terms of popularity, he's right up there with Scorpion, maybe a little less so just because he doesn't get quite the attention that Scorpion seems to get. But in terms of, like, he just, I feel like he's had so much more interesting things in the games, throughout the games, than Scorpion has. Much more sure. development, more interesting stories. That type of stuff. I mean, he appeals to me more than Scorpion ever did. Because I'm right well, there with you. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. What is Scorpion without Sub-Zero? I mean, what is Scorpion in general? Like his whole... I mean, they were based off each other, but I feel like at the very beginning... I'm being biased here and all the Scorpion fans. <laughs> which I love Scorpion too, but I'm just going to put it out there. Without Sub-Zero, I wonder what Scorpion is. But without Scorpion, Sub-Zero would still... 
well, Behan would be around anyway. Right. But, I um, mean, you're on to something here. I mean, Sub-Zero's got ties to other characters, the Lin Kuei, Smoke, Sector, Serena, you know, all of those types of characters, Frost even, whereas Scorpion's pretty much, you know, he's he stands for Sub-Zero. You know, he's all about Sub-Zero. And then he's got, you know, he's got uh, Quan Chi there towards the end, but I mean, that's like True. latching on to a snail. Like nobody, <laughs> I mean, that's not interesting. So... No, I, I agree with you. And what I was going to say is, to me, Sub-Zero's always been my favorite of the ninjas just because, one, I, I prefer blue over yellow. Yellow is one of my least favorite colors. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a blue guy myself. Blue, green, purple. I like cool colors, not so much warm colors. But, yeah, I like Sub for that. And I just like, I feel like Ice is such a more visually interesting, you know, power or element to work with than Fire. I feel like Fire is just so generic it's just that's i mean even like in other franchises like pokemon and stuff you get charizard that's always shoved down your throat and it's all about fire 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 no it's like it's <laughs> to me i think ice ice is one of my favorite elements cryomancers that's why i'm pulling for frost is because ice is interesting to watch for me it's just different it's more i don't know it's just more visually appealing to me than just fire. As cool as Scorpion looks in this game, taking nothing away from him, he looks better in this game than he ever has, in my opinion, as we covered in our Scorpion episode. But yeah, Sub-Zero, he's my guy in terms of the ninjas, definitely 100%. So I'm glad to hear that, and I agree wholeheartedly with your uh, with your assessment of him. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then the last question I have here for you is, what's the one thing you are looking forward to most with Mortal Kombat 11? Really looking forward to the pacing of the game. It reminds me so much of Mortal Kombat 2. Um, obviously, I wasn't at the event, and I know a lot of the feedback that's coming through is concerned with how how fast the walk speed is and the dashes and everything. But I just have to say, I mean, I love MKX, but I think one of the cool things about Mortal Kombat games is you get a different experience with each game. Like Nether Realm always changes it up, um, and the game just reminds me. I guess I've I've already kind of gone on about Mortal Kombat 2. I can't help it. Like even watching videos, I watch videos all the time, even just to get back into that. There's so much nostalgia there for me, but also I think that game is just magic. And this one, the videos, I can be completely off, but um, it just reminds me of like a modern day MK2 with uh, not being able, without the run mechanic. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that, that pacing, that a little bit more of a, a thoughtful game. Which, like I said, could pan out or could not. But I'm right. actually, you know what I'm really excited about is I feel like it's a return to really realistic visuals. I feel like Unreal Four or Five. What are we on? Unreal Four. four using Unreal Four. Yeah. Okay, so it's four now. Um, which I believe, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the first one to use four, right? And just yes. it wasn't on four yet. I feel like they've really nailed the realistic look. And obviously, it's nothing without good art direction. And the art direction, I think, looks fucking amazing as well. It's way but, better. Yeah, but they just look more realistic. And the fact that they're... I'd love to talk about... I forget the actor's name. It's playing Sub-Zero. Like, he was a really cool pick. Not the voice, but it was on, it was on Twitter as well. There's an, the actor they scan. Hmm. But they're scanning faces now. Um, well, obviously, we know about uh, Sonya and Rhonda, but... Um, in general, I just think MK was always about a very realistic visual, you know, or, or you know, big, realistic-looking players as opposed to something like Street Fighter. And MKX was along those lines, but I don't think it had the fidelity that we're seeing now. So the visuals have me very excited. I'm excited for the storyline, but overall most excited about a slower-paced, uh, footsie-based game. I think we can agree with everything you just said. Yeah, all that, yeah. He agrees wholeheartedly. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you just laid out. The, the characters, the visuals, the 
the slower gameplay with like more like MK2 as someone that did go to the event and played it. That was the first thing I had said because I had actually played Mortal Kombat 2 the night before in the arcade at a barcade with some of the MKO guys and fellow Nethercasters. And playing MK2 the night before really put it, in, put it into perspective that day that it's like, wow, this feels much more like MK2 modernized, of course, with the combos and whatnot. But it's an MK2, MK9 hybrid, but then like 70% feeling new, like nothing they've ever done before. But yeah, in terms of the Mortal Kombat games they have put out, MK2 and MK9 are the two that come to mind the most. And I agree wholeheartedly, 100%. <laughs> Take a drink. Um, on the on the aspect that the visuals just feel more realistic than probably they have in a long time, since maybe digitized actors. So I, I agree with that. That's cool. It's not completely like abandoning the fantasy aspect, though, either. It's kind of like mixing both, and it's working really well. I think taking some of that from Injustice, that color and all that, and mixing it with like the realistic visuals is it's making the game look amazing. Yes. I agree with that. So I'm gonna piggyback off a comment here in the chat. Aramon says, I like this guy. He has a great voice, talks very well, and just has an upbeat personality. <laughs> he could host a podcast. Speaking of, I was gonna ask you anyways, but thanks for bringing that up, Aramon. You do host a podcast. What is your podcast about and where can people find it? <laughs> That's oh thanks, man. Um I won't well, okay. I guess it's not a shameless plug if somebody asks you, but sure. uh, it's not so much an active podcast anymore. Uh, I'm upbeat, but that's kind of a downer. So it's still there. It was called, <laughs> it's called it's called Footy United, and it started in 2014. Footy as in soccer, but most of our listeners and some of my podcast partners are in England, and we cover a video game called Pets Pro Evolution Soccer that was known as Winning Eleven in the United States, and okay. it has a huge following. It was very popular back when FIFA was pretty crappy, and FIFA. I don't. Know, I mean, if you guys. It doesn't nobody probably follows soccer, but anyway, it's you never know who you run into. It's a small world, so there's probably somebody listening that might have heard of us. Sure. If not, that's totally cool too. <laughs> anyway, um, so it's called Footy United. It's on it's on um, Twitter was our main way of staying in touch with people, and we get about 2,500 listens per podcast. Um, and but the coolest thing about it, so we still record every once in a while now, but it's not every week like we were doing. Right, which is probably part of the reason too that like I'm so happy to be on this podcast, man, because it it scratches the itch. Uh, podcasting i love talking to people talking about games and i would so much rather talk about world combat right now than, than soccer games it's a long story of, of that road hasn't gone as well as mk has we'll say that um just the content the quality of games we're getting from those developers but real quick story the coolest thing that, that did come about of uh from being in a in a podcast with soccer and having some ties to the developer the konami makes those games and they became pretty good friends with us. Um, so that was really neat to open up ties to a developer. And they sent us to E3 in 2014. Nice. And 2014, awesome. yeah. So that was the first time. I mean, E3 wasn't open to the public then. I know it is now. And I, that was the only time I ever got to go. And as a kid, I dreamed about going. Yes. Um, and I finally got to go. But the best thing about going in 2014, I don't know if you guys know where I'm going with this, but that's when MKX was at E3. So I was there for the MKX reveal. I didn't know it was going to be there. Uh, I got to get in and, and get and be, get the shirts and see the game play. I didn't get to play the game. Only press got to play it. Um, and I was press, actually, but I didn't have a, an appointment. Sure. So you, you, I didn't get in the back room to play it. But I was there for the reveal, and that was, even though I was there to cover the soccer, I loved it too. But uh, being there for MKX and E3 was like a dream come true, and it was really cool. And I, I apparently was sitting down with my buddy for lunch, and I told him, I said, like, more than anything, I'd like to see Ed Boon. And... I went to the bathroom at lunch, and he's like, "You're not going to believe this, but when you were at the bathroom, Ed oh. Boon came through, oh. and uh, and uh, I actually got to say hi, and a couple people got oh. to say okay, hi." Okay, good. Him, so, no, 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 not me, my friend. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, damn, that sucks. So that's, no, I, I missed yeah. it. <laughs> so that's probably that's the closest amazing. I'll ever get. But um, anyway, if you oh, guys nice. like soccer games, check out Footy United. And um, But if not, no big deal. I'm going to hang around with you guys for a while and get hyped on MK. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing. And yeah, I had a similar story with E3 and Ed Boon. And we, we, we tried to track him down. I mean, I waited near the WB booth at e3 for my like my foot was all jacked up for some reason so i could hardly walk so i pretty you, much just sat around there? there oh just last year for oh, we were okay, hoping cool. to see the mk11 reveal but it didn't happen obviously but yeah no i mean i kind of had that similar story of trying to meet him but didn't unfortunately like i i went outside of the event and some guys like oh yeah i just took a picture with ed boone and he was wearing like a mortal Kombat shirt and he's like yeah i saw i saw him he was walking with his daughter and whatnot and uh, just like checking out the show floor and he got a picture with them. So I was like, damn it, I just missed him. But so that's great awesome. story. Yeah, that's great story. And I'm glad you're there for the Mortal Kombat X reveal. So that's pretty badass. And thanks for sharing. All right, well, let's get to <laughs> what we are all here for. And that is talking about Sub-Zero. So Sub-Zero and Mortal Kombat 11 specifically, he has, in terms of design, he has three gear pieces which are his mask, his ice weapon, and the what's on his side, like the daggers, grenades, or shurikens. So starting with the mask, how do you feel about the masks that we saw so far? Do you think they're designed well? Do they look bad? Do you, wh- wh- where are you at with this? Because I know Temp, a fellow Nethercaster, had mentioned that they feel like gear. Like they don't really feel like they're they're yeah. fitting the, the costume that he's wearing or the outfit that he's wearing, at least his default skin that we saw. And then we saw a couple other skins at the event as well. But how are how do you feel about his gear pieces, specifically his mask to start? Um, I would concur. I, I, I tend to think, so from what I've seen so far, we're just going to talk about, I mean, overall his gear, I guess it's the kind of same thing as his masks. I was a big fan of actually of how he looked in MKX. I just thought he was, in general, too bulky. But, you know, the ninjas have been really bulky and beefy for a while. And I, I like how they look more athletic in this build. That's how I like to see them. I'd rather see them as, think of them as very uh, agile ninja-like characters as opposed to dudes who bench press a thousand pounds. Yeah. But anyway, um, so that, I, I'm a big fan of that. I'm hoping <laughs> it doesn't change because, like, I remember something's changed after the reveal, although we're so close to the game. Like, I would be really depressed if Sub-Zero, they changed his character model and all of a sudden he's big because he always seems to get a little bit bigger than Scorpion, like always a little bit bulkier. Yeah. So I'm hoping that stays this way. Um, his masks, I'm looking at them right now because I, I thought we might talk about this, so I've got a screenshot of somebody's uh, stream, and the names are cool and stuff, but I feel like he maybe they're still working on him. Like, uh, he's got his MKX mask there, and the other thing about MKX, he just had too many straps on him in that game. Otherwise, yeah. I thought his design was really cool. The of War, which is the mask, I think was most seen in his gameplay. It has like chainmail on the sides. It's hard to didn't like. It's a little more of like a floral design on his nose, but the rest of it's blue. It's got the black down the middle. Um, I like that one the best. I like they have it that they have his MKX Max, but but it's not really his MKX Max. Like it's it's not the same. It's a uh, yeah. It's like it's got blue like in the center, which is something yeah. I was complained it wasn't blue enough. But yeah, it's like it's got black on the sides. I don't think it looks uh, all like yeah. Oh, I think I'd like to see a cloth version too, like Scorpion mm-hmm. has. Um, but I think they're gonna like. I think we're gonna get a lot of options. That's my only hope. I think these four options are essentially. I think they might even change, or we're gonna get a lot more. That's my hope for the game: is we get a lot more options on all the customizables for all the characters. I'd like to have 20 masks for Sub-Zero. Maybe that's that's shooting a little high, but I, w- I do think we'll get more than the four. I really liked his Unbreakable mask. 
I thought it was really cool. I know that's kind of splits opinion. Some no, people I agree with like you it, but... in terms of the unbreakable, the ice mask like that. I love yeah, that. I thought yeah. the ice mask was cool as hell. Yes. Um, so I'd love to see that. Um, but I'll put it this way. If, if we only got these four masks in the final game, I would be, I, I'd live with it. I mean, I have to, but I'd be, I'd be disappointed. Yeah, um, no, I I'd agree like with you. Some. I think four is shooting a little low. I, I, I think at least 10 per slot would I'd agree is almost necessary That'd be so, great. Yeah. i think 10 would be 10 would be great i really do like and um and different categories like like right now the first one is very plastic looking kind of yeah, like throwback to like the you know motocross look which i'm, I'm sure were plastic there. yeah <laughs> yeah like i'm glad that's there but i don't want four of those yeah like i'd love to have that and a cloth and like a metal and the ice and like if they can hit different categories to try i think they'll please a lot of people that yes. way i think i think that's awesome and i will i don't know when we're going to talk about it but i'll just say the 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 hat like that's supposed to be chinese old influenced um at first did not like it it's grown on me a lot and i think the saving grace is the the ties off the back i'm a big fan of those and he's got long ties in this game to whip around in his gameplay and i think that's really yeah Um, so yeah it's grown on me as well yeah i think it will with most people even like his mkx primary outfit for the most part was not well received at first but i think the more people played the game the more they got kind of used to it at that point I, I don't i know for temp that's how it went down for myself that's how it went down where you know towards the end of the mid mid or the end of the game's lifespan it I, I started to dig it i agree it had too many straps and belts and stuff like that attached to it but other than that and the, the all the all the random daggers he had and stuff like that but no i mean it, it grew on me but yeah, I that's kind of I already feel that way about the the hat. It's already grown on me, so I, I think yeah, it looks good. Too. And with his other skins, you have different things, and some without a hat at all or without any headpiece. But uh, all right, well, well I keep I did point out that he has his uh, Shaolin monk's mask as well uh, as an option. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, cool. I did not even realize. Yeah, that. it's like the it's kind of like the whitish one with the two black. Uh, Is that where that's said. from? Is that where that's yeah. from? Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's cool, and that's kind of frosty looking. Yeah, no, it's not yeah, unbreakable, but full, it's. I hope he has a full set, the full uh, Shalomong set. That'd be sick. And we'll interject yeah. here real quick, just with a question. So, five hundred dollars sunglass in the chat says, "Do you hope to see Frost?" Now, everybody knows where I stand with Frost. I hope to see her. She was on my number one on my wish list. Where are you at on Frost? Um, do you like her? Do you hate her? Do you think she's just? This might be our chance. To, I was going to say we have to disagree on something, or else this is going to be very sure. interesting. Because everybody's like, um, <laughs> I, no, I would like to see Frost, but here's the thing: I'm like really selfish when it comes to Sub. I want Sub Zero to be like the, the best ever. And as soon as I see Frost get a cooler move or something, I wish he had. I get jealous. Sure, <laughs> so you want like, you want Sub like to be it. more unique. And the, when you introduce an, a Cryomancer, even if she has all different moves. The fact that she's using ice in ways that Sub Zero can't, then that that exactly. creates a problem. I get what you're saying. You, yeah, you want him but to I, be pr- premier cryomancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Some exactly. Other, yeah. And it was it was worse in the past when a guy like me, who like I said, I already mentioned, I wanted to see Sub Zero be agile and more ninja like. And mm-hmm. so when he was always beefy and big and kind of this ice statue, which I get that approach, and I'm sure some people enjoy that. But John Turk I, was pretty pretty big. Pretty buff. Yeah, day, yeah. So. yeah, man. So to see like a na- uh, an agile little female version of him, uh, it was probably more likely she would have a move set more more akin to what I was looking for. So like, um, 
I have no problem with Frost, but you guys get where I'm coming from. I'm just like, I'm selfish for Sub-Zero, and I just want to see him get all the cool moves. And um, if she was in the game, I'd be happy. I think it, I think it's a great opportunity. I just, um, and there's a lot of story opportunity there. Yeah. But uh, I want him to have the cooler moves. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of with you on that, other than obviously I do want Frost for the very reasons <laughs> what you were saying with the agile yeah. and very nimble and stuff. I That's what I want from that character specifically i think i would enjoy that even more than regular sub but i I definitely could see from your perspective as diehard sub why she kind of takes away from that mystique and uniqueness so i I totally get where you're coming from i want to see a female scorpion (laughs) oh jeez i don't (laughs) yeah i can't say i I want that at all but uh maybe maybe the spear comes out of her foot or something i don't know weird okay so i'm glad you said foot yeah instead of you know but uh daggers his grenades shurikens do you like that he has these options to put on his side instead of just daggers like he had kind of a wide array of little accessories i don't know why they're important or what i don't think they come what do the daggers even do i don't i don't think they do anything but they're just there for aesthetic i Uh guess yeah i'm kind of bummed that one of the customizable options is something that's so tiny and hard to see I'd rather I'd rather it be his his uh his hat. Even though I said I like the hat, like it'd be cool that you'd notice that more if you had a bunch of hood options. That would probably make people happier. Yeah, I think those change with, with the, the skin. skins. Yeah. 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 Right, right, right. Still, but but let's say like you wanted one of you you independent hoods would be cooler in skins. Yeah, I felt the same way. Uh, I wanted to see like the alternate like hood and the mask on the primary design, but I guess you can't. Exactly, do that, dude. So. No, that's how I felt. But yeah, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah, I would have. I agree with you. I would have made the hat instead of the dagger option. That's kind of. I just don't want to see that with other characters too. Like if you, you if you spend all this time talking about how customizable your characters are, and then want you can only customize three things. I mean, obviously there's gonna be a lot of skins, and I hope there'll be a ton of skins. Yeah, agreed. Um, but if you're gonna only be able to truly customize three things across all those skins, then to have one of those slots be for like little balls hanging on Sub Zero's uh, <laughs> on belt, like that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I'd much rather it be something that added to gives you some more visual identity. That's but a good you know point. what? It's it it's hard though because Devil's Advocate is then you end up with like you know bright neon Baraka uh, blades, and that might be cool for some people. But like somebody like me, like I don't want to see that. Like I don't want to see lightsabers uh, in it. So I guess you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You like, don't want to see glow hopefully. stick hood. Personally, no. I, I think it's cool that people will do that, but I think like online you're going to run into like people <laughs> yeah. just trying to make the craziest yes. shit they can. Temp. So. All right. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I refuse to play him. Anyways, um, ice his ice weapons, that's the third piece of gear that you can change. I actually like that. So I agree with you that the daggers, grenades, shurikens, changing those around probably his weakest option in terms of gear. But the ice weapons, I think, is really cool because whether yeah. you're an axe guy, awesome. a sword guy, whatever. Oh, I hope those swords. Yes. So, what do you, I mean, thoughts? Do what? What do you hope to see out of those? Do you do you hope? Do you want to see like a sim, ice scimitar for some reason? Like, what are you thinking in that regard? Do you like his options that they had in the in the demo build? Well, really, sorry, I am. You guys can tell me to shut up. I'm totally talking too much. No, um, you're good. You're the guest. We're he- you're here for a reason. <laughs> yeah, but I, w- I want to hear what you guys think too, as as everybody else does. Um, oh, real quick, I just want to mention somebody in the chat said they thought that the upper arm guards could have been the third piece. That would have been cool because they do they are pretty big. Yeah, and they. Yeah, like, I don't like them. I don't like them either. But if you had some it's, options, yeah, you know, it might like be kind of nice. Yeah, I'm with you, Snake Eyes. I agree. Um, 
ice nunchucks. That would be cool. I don't think we're going to see that. But uh, <laughs> I, I love that you can customize the options. I think it's cool that he's got axes. Once again, at first, I was like, oh, I want to have, like, I don't, like, I want to have, Scorpion sometimes always gets some of the cool shit I want to see Sub-Zero get. So I'm glad that Scorpion has his guitar and everything, but I'd like to have some sword options with the ice with yeah. Sub-Zero. Um, if it's only axes, I'll be kind of bummed, but I still think they look great. I still think it's cool. Um, I, I don't know what it would be, though, besides axes and swords. I guess nunchucks, but um, maybe something that looks really icicly, like doesn't really resemble a more weapon. Jaggedy, it's just more jaggedy. More icy, yeah, raw or something. Um, other than that, I guess I'm not being very original. How about you guys? Like, I, I have a hard time thinking of what else it could be. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think those are pretty much his signatures at this point are the, the swords and the axes. That's kind of what he's... Uh, maybe like an ice hammer. hammer, yeah. Yeah, hammers, you're right. Yeah, he had hammer in MK. Yeah, so I could see an ice hammer. But yeah, beyond that, I mean, then you're getting potentially into some weird stuff. So, but yeah, no, I, I think those kind of hit the the major parts. Um, so we kind of talked about the skins. What do you hope to see skin-wise? I mean, most people are going to say Deception. They want to see yeah. the Shredder helmet and that whole armor from deception i mean you could do like mk first you could really hit all of his classics um i mean i, th- I think ideally, we're gonna get them all i, I would hope I so and i think some of them will probably be dlc they have a history of doing that when you're you know, dealing uh, with timelines yeah you kind of want to hit all the classic attires why not yeah i really liked his alternate in mkx you know that was a throwback to the to the uh mk3 look with, the with, with, with the, look, yeah yeah, yeah, that's true. Even yeah. more so, Deadly Alliance because it had the Chinese symbols. That's right. Yeah, I, love I think that, that would that's be still cool. my favorite. I think that would be cool on him, and I think he looks badass already, unmasked. And uh, the one skin that has the mask but doesn't have the hood. Obviously, you can remove the mask if you want. Where he's he's younger. I mean, I think it's cool already to be able to have a younger and an older Sub Zero. And I love that. It's I really like the. I guess we'll get to it later, but I really do like his his face. I love how Asian he looks, and I yeah. think the the guy they picked to model it was a great fit um there's so i mean i want to see it <laughs> i'm already kind of happy enough like i really don't like you've, i'm complaining yes but i think he's already good enough he can always it's you're never going to please all sub fans because he has so many good looks over the years that um some people love the shredder look some people like me i'm just not that hot on it but i do think his new hood kind of looks like that it kind of looks like the profile of it reminds me a little bit uh, obviously it's not the shredder mask it's not a piece of metal but it just kind of has the same profile from the side, I think. Um, and I'm not into fur. I don't feel like he should have to wear fur to stay warm because he's a fucking <laughs> cryomancer. But, um, but you know, I get why people like the fur. So I, I'd be up for it. I would definitely like to see the the um, Shredder version. Um, you know, I'd love to see some more raw, basic kind of ninja Lin Kuei looks that they always have in the concept art. There's always, for every game, if you look at the concept art, there's always pretty rad versions of Sub-Zero that are just a little more basic and kind of, like, worn down, like like shredded clothing and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like they never make it. It's always much more of a put-together look, which is kind of the criticism of his outfit here, right? It's kind of pieced together. You got the big Linquay things. You got the generic shoulder pads. Like, I'd like to see something, like, kind of raw. Like, what if Sub-Zero, like, went and you know, almost died and on a hill and had to live in a cave for a week. What would he look like then if he's just like big old mountain beard. raw and yeah. yeah, just like power. I don't know. Just like not as, not as like cleaned up, not, not, not professionally presented. Like he's just got all of his shit together and he's ready to go to the tournament. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just an idea, but I think there's plenty there, even if they just cover his popular looks across all the games. And so I, I think that's the most we can hope for. 
Does, does anybody want his long white ponytail from his alt? Oh, I don't like I don't the bald head with the ponytail. <laughs> Man, that that looked awful. I never. People, they're, I, they're out there though. Those people. I'm yeah, I don't hate it as much are. as I don't hate it as much as everyone else, but uh, I I don't want it in this game. No, I don't think it looked good. Yeah, it's just uh, never really. I mean, I, I it's not. Uh, gear is options to me. Skins are options. You don't have to use them for sure. So I mean, I don't care. As long as you can make other people happy, that's fine. As long as everybody's happy, everybody has something in the game that they like appearance-wise, that, that's fine with me. I don't need everything to uh, cater to my own desires. But yeah, the, the white, long, bald with ponytails, not necessarily my thing. I, I'm glad you mentioned fur. I don't mind fur on Sub-Zero, but I think fur would much better fit Frost. Just, I mean, females yeah. in general, I think fur yeah. lining and stuff like that, that's more akin to their style. That's what I think of. But uh, yeah, so that could be something that could differentiate him a little bit. Um, moving on here from skins. So his idle animation. Oh, man, I love it. Um, and we'll save moves for later. I kind of create a schedule here, but I think that makes more sense leading into gameplay. So we'll leave moves there towards the end uh, going into gameplay. So for his idle animation, yeah, he kind of stands in the in the position that he makes an ice ball and he stands with yeah. one hand over the other in like mid chest and, you know, kind of in his ninja stance. So I like that. It's it's solid as it usually is for him. And it's somewhat of a callback to his original where he had one hand kind of like hovering over his chest like that, the palm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I yeah. like that stance for him. I, if you're going to be throwing ice balls, it's kind of like how Scorpion starts with the kunai in his hand. If you're going to be throwing yeah. ice balls or even Baraka with his hand, like his hands and his arms out, because that's, you know, if he's going to be using his blades, that's where he needs them to be. So I, I think they're really so far batting a thousand in terms of character stances that we've covered in terms of what what's practical for these characters. For Sub-Zero, it's practical to have his hands ready to create an ice ball. So the big improvement across the board for all the characters because usually they're really gyrating in awkward ways. Yeah, somebody's and hula hooping and stuff. I yeah, feel like it, his stance in X was fine. I I'm not oh, the no, fan of this stance. Yeah, I hear you, dude. I actually I hear you because at first I didn't like it. Um and I really liked his X stance. I thought it was solid. I was so happy to get away from his MK9 stance because that was like a Baraka type stance for me. <laughs> yeah, he moves like really low. Yeah. And um you know what though? I don't know if this will help you like his his uh, MK11 stance because I watched a lot of his his videos and the only time to me, it's a very cool idle stance. Like if you put your arms the way he's holding them in MK11, it's not a very realistic. Yeah, anybody would fight. I don't think anybody would actually have that stance because because like just to hold your hands. I think what happens is. It looks awkward when he keeps his hands there when he dashes. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. You're, but when yeah, yeah, I agree, man. But when he walks, he drops the front hand and raises the backhand. It looks really cool when he walks forward that. and back. Okay. You can, yeah, and if they, I think if they, see the thing is the engine seems to everybody has does everybody gets basically a new semi. I'll say like a from what I've noticed, I could be wrong, but definitely it's it's in his case. The characters seem to have a secondary not a, it's not a secondary stance but it's a it's a visual difference when they're walking like their stance moves visually enough that when they're walking it's it's a variation um but when they dash they keep that stance so Zero dashing with his hands like out there and doesn't really look natural yeah, it's not I mean, how, yeah. so I'm sorry man i keep interrupting you but that, i think that's no, the only problem with his with his dash if they could if they could do what they do when he walks if they could make his hands do that when he dashes, I think it would be pretty much perfect. Because I think just standing there with your hands like that when you're when you're going to throw ice balls looks really cool. Um, I don't know. How do you guys feel though about his front hand throwing the ice ball? 
kind of like this little have an ice ball. Like it's just weird. It's, it, yeah, it kind of just does it with one hand. Yeah, I didn't mind the one hand in X because it was his backhand. He still had some wind up, and he's I still, like. Yeah, he like he brings bro- forward like both of his hands as he like. With yeah. The EX, uh, yeah, the EX as well. with both hands. Yeah, so I, I think it looks fine, but it's kind of startling to me to see him use his. It's just um, it doesn't even look like it's quicker either. Like, I mean, that's still kind of. That's a classic pose for him to throw with both hands. You know, I mean, we've yeah, gotten that for yeah. so many years. That is really odd to change that. It doesn't look like he's putting much effort into it either. He kind of just like tosses his hand out and it's just like a very small ice ball too. It's not very big. So does yeah. he, when he yeah. amplifies it, does he do both or is it still no, just the one? It's just the still one. Just one. I would say that that actually disappoints me the most. I would, there, I would like the amplified to still be a double. Hand is there, any, uh, is there any special that he creates it with both hands? I, I know he does a few different things. He does it in his outro, but I, other than that, I don't. He I don't has remember. a new. He has a new move called uh, I think it's Frigid Storm, uh, where he uh, he like steps forward and does a circular motion with both hands and throws a bigger yeah. projectile that doesn't freeze. It's like a wall or something. Yeah, it looks cool, but it looks like really long startup. Same with that Arctic Trap thing, which I think he uses both hands. His Ice Puddle too. They brought back, and that's still slow as fuck. I'm like, slow. Why? Fuck, yeah. I mean, poor, yeah. Um, Great Kung Lao in the chat says, one hand ice ball shows how his skill got upgraded. He doesn't need to, he doesn't use two hands to do ice ball that's leveled up. So he's just basically explaining that maybe he only throws it with one hand now because he's just that damn good. I don't know. I I like it. I like MK12. He'll kick it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he'll just do it with his mind like Kenji. He'll just put his (laughs) hand to his head and then just an ice ball forms and goes out. I, I get where you're coming from, but it, it's it's all about style and aesthetic. So I, I still yeah. prefer the two hands. But yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal. I mean, it's not like it's it's nitpicking, of course. But yeah, uh, moving on from yeah. his idle animation. So let's talk about intro animations here. So we see the ones that I, I saw in the gameplay that I watched. I, I all, all I saw were two. And one is where he walks in with a snowstorm. Like you just, you get this giant snowy breeze as he's walking in. I think it looks awesome. As well as the one where he walks in with ice spikes. Um, they're like ice barriers on both sides of him, like two long walls of ice spikes. And he yeah, breaks off some. Like pull, yeah. yeah, he breaks off a spike from each side and holds them in his hands. So those are the two that I saw. Did you guys see any others? What do you guys think about those? I thought they looked cool. I love the ice storm effect as he's walking in. There's the one from the uh, trailer as well where he breaks yeah. his spine. Oh, yeah, yeah like, that's great. Yeah, I want to see that full one. I like them all, though, pretty much so far. They're not amazing, but they're not bad either. I like the spine one the most, probably. But uh, the one where he breaks the things off the walls is pretty sick. Yeah. I, good cryomancer. Goodness. And he like, kind of puts them behind his back, too. Like he, Yeah, he does. Uh, I like, I like that, that pose. Too. Yeah, he does I like, like a little uh, stylish, motiony thing with his hands as he brings them back behind his back. So, yeah, I thought I thought that's cool. You know, I mean, speaking of, like, his daggers on his side, that would have been cool if they worked that in somehow. Like, in his intro animation, he, he twirls them around or whatever. He does that weird thing and then puts them on his side. Something like that to integrate them more into what he's actually doing because, yeah, they are just kind of aesthetic sitting there making you yeah. wonder where they come into play. Um, all yeah. right, well, that I mean, that covers his intro animation. So next I have here is his round animation. The only one I noticed so far is his tombstone teleport, oh, which he so awesome. brings back from Mortal Kombat vs. DC, I believe, where he drops backwards as if he's, you know, in a going into his casket and then he drops into the ice and then comes back up, like, continuing the momentum. 
I think it looks badass. I liked it as a move. I know a lot of people weren't into Sub-Zero with a teleport. I completely understand why. Um, but at least as a like a mid-round animation, I think it's a cool callback. And it just looks it just looks cool. Totally agree. It's probably my favorite in the game right now. Just the mid-round pose. That's a, yeah. Yeah. And it, shit. It's, it's there to create space between him and his opponent because he starts off, you know, anytime where you start off too close, sometimes you got to have an animation for them to back away a little bit. So I think that's a good way to do it. He looks badass doing it. So yeah, nice. I like little callbacks like that. Little homages, even if they aren't part of the gameplay, just that, that all adds more visual flair to these characters and yeah. keeps it going. So it's just swag too. It's like once you're done like ending, he just falls backwards and then like yeah. appears again. It's just it, tight. It's just yeah. full on trustful. I yeah. love it. He is he has great round animations. Um and he has he has one where he just slides backward too, but I much prefer the tombstone fall. Yeah. I just think it's so like you said, it's the design's awesome. I loved his round where he would do the clone in MKX and then smash it. Yeah. I just thought that was yeah. so <laughs> that was cool. It's yeah. so awesome. I wouldn't mind him keeping that. Um, yeah, that would be cool. But too. I, I doubt it. Um, and then his outro animations, he makes an ice ball like in the original movie and kind of blasts it towards the screen. That was the only one I wrote down. Um, so that's where we kind of see him do the double hand blast towards the screen. And he, gathers, he spends all the time to gather it like in the original MK movie. Yeah. It reminds me of the uh, Deception Render too, where he's just he has both hands up. Yes, and you're right. It looks very much like that, yeah. Yeah, the uh, renders yeah. that they sent out. Yeah, absolutely. Good I, callback. I don't remember the second one. It's very similar, except he hits the ground and throws out ice shards all around him. They oh, that looks good, too. Yeah, it's like yeah. an ice cage. Yes, yeah. yes. That's a yeah, good one. That one's cool. But I, I think it's weird that he's not looking at Like, it's really badass, I think, that he looks at the camera. Even, like, his one fatality, he smashes your face. It's, he looks so cool looking right into the camera. He doesn't do that in that one. And it's fine. I just it felt kind of like they needed a better angle almost. Just to me, that was my first uh, yeah, reaction. Yeah, maybe. I, mean, I they wish they could have. Yeah change the angle a little bit to have because because the angles they have they come up with it the game looks so cinematic yes it's like you know and that was the one win pose where i thought eh, there might be a better angle they, just to end on here but they did that I with super they did that with Supergirl in injustice 2 where they changed the angle on her outro animation so i'm wondering maybe they'll make that adjustment somebody somebody might be thinking the same way you are if not yeah. but yeah i mean they I'm look totally good. Nitpicking. Yeah. Totally <laughs> no, I know. Nitpicking. These are nitpicks, but that's that's what we're here for. We're going over we're combing through all the details, giving little opinions. Yeah. Um so from outro animation, let's talk about his voice actor. It's Steve Bloom once again, and man, he sounds awesome. good. Yeah. He I the little the uh amplification to his voice or whatever the modifier to his voice because of his mask, it sounds so good. I just think it sounds perfectly like what I want Sub Zero to sound like. Have you seen it? Uh, if you watch his intros in his alternative costume with no mask, so he's, so he's like very young, and I would argue that the younger the the, the younger version of uh, Sub Zero is even more Asian looking. Uh, I have so, seen that. Um, I'd like to see it without startling. the hood. I'd like to see it without oh. the hood because it's a yeah, bit weird just to see the hood <laughs> without the mask. I don't, <laughs> I don't like that look. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's very but, weird. Yeah, if you can take that off and see his like hair and stuff, yeah, I think that face is uh, pretty good. I like the grizzled look too. He's got like a beard and he's kind of fucked up. Uh, oh no, no, no! His older one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like the look. I just meant because he looks so Asian. Steve Bloom's voice is a little. Oh right, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, compared from X to this game, it is weird seeing this Sub Zero have that voice. Like in that design, I'm like, it, it was, it was kind of strange seeing him at first. I'm like, it, I don't know if this is working, but. Uh, especially because yeah. he had different eyes next, and now he has the regular eyes like he should. Yeah, do you guys miss the the 
Do you miss I the like, eye I, size? I prefer the X eyes. Uh, he should have these eyes. It makes more sense to have these eyes, but uh, yeah. the white eyes kind of remind me of a uh, deception. So it, yeah. it'd be cool to have that as an option with like uh, his mask or something. Maybe that changes the eyes. As yeah, well. and I'm sure we'll get a variety with the skins. Maybe we'll get different yeah, eyes showing true. there. Um, Great Kung Lao in the chat says Tombstone is the MK vs. DC reference. He had that in that game. Yep. You like, mentioned I, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned that before. That's, I mean, I, I played Sub-Zero in MK vs. DC, so yeah, I, I definitely remember that. He was that. my favorite character in that game. Yeah, he visually looked awesome. So, also, so I'd like to ask, uh, what do you guys think about the uh, Scar so far? I mean, it's fine. I don't have any real issue with it. I It looks different. It's kind of like thinner and yeah. jaggedy. I mean, it looks more like a real scar rather than a, mm. like that weird red line, the thick red line <laughs> yeah. that just goes, I mean, it looks, yeah, it looks more realistic, so I can't really complain, but it's interesting. Yeah, I like it. I think it is in the motif, just everything looking more realistic. Okay. So. I figured I'd ask because I saw some people complaining. What are people complaining? What's, what just, is the complaint? That it's not big enough? Yeah, that doesn't stick out enough or isn't big oh. enough. Some, something like that. I mean, we've gone games where he doesn't have any scars, so I mean, exactly. it's nice to at least see it there. Did um, the young one have it? That reminds me. I, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Sunships. I feel like only the old one had it. Possibly, possibly. Sunships mentions in the chat. Do you think people would have been more mad if Sub Zero got a new voice actor instead of Scorpion? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just all depends on. The voice. I mean, I think most people think that Scorpion's new voice actor sounds perfectly fine as well. I th so, I think it's more like Patrick Seitz was the role for ten years, whereas Bloom, his r first role was X. So I don't think people. I think people would still be more upset at Scorpion because he was oh, the role right. for ten years. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a long. And it's time, also the so. the circumstance in which it was done. From our understanding, I think rubbed a lot of people the wrong way more than anything. Yeah, for uh, sure. So yeah, it's just different different situation. Uh, continuing on here, so let's move on to intro dialogues. The only one I wrote down is that I thought was stood out to me is um, Sub Zero says, "I have no words for you to Scarlet." Scarlet answers back, "Is it because I'm so stunning?" And Sub Zero says. Because you're going to die, and just the way he delivers that line is perfect. So you know, he almost sounded like salty at her reply. Yeah, like, you're, you're gonna say that to me? He no, seems way saltier in general. I yeah, think, so far like, and he's punny. Every single thing is every one yeah, I heard was like about. Lot. They might be pushing it a little far. He said like to Scorpion's like, oh, like I'm gonna make you cool down or some shit. I'm like, come on, yeah, like, this is, yeah. This is I've watched too many. Let me see. Um, they haven't gotten the. They haven't gotten the Mr. Freeze out of him yet, apparently. No, no, he's still there. He's, I'm not too cold to mock your pain or whatever to Scorpion. Yeah. And then he's also like, I'll talk to you after you've cooled down. Oh, um, God. Uh, there's others. <laughs> They're all like that. Which I like them, but I hope we get some not ice puns. Yes, I agree. You don't want to do overdo the ice puns because, like I said, that's more Mr. Freezy than anything. You don't want Sub-Zero to be that guy. Um, I did like the intro where uh, he talks to Garrus and uh, Garrus says he, he studied the Lin Kuei for like millennia or something. I thought that was kind of yeah. interesting. Uh, like, why would he do that? He's just like sitting in a fucking library like, studying <laughs> them or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> went hand in it. hand. I like that one too, but it just made me feel even worse for Baraka because it's a similar idea. Baraka's like, don't you know my history? And Garrus <laughs> is like, yeah, your whole history is... Submission, fucking bowing yeah. down to yeah, submission to people. Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> so shit cool. on the Lin Kuei, though. He's no, he doesn't shit on the Lin Kuei. So. Yeah. 
It's just because I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'm just saying it's just the Turcottons. They just get shit on. Just the Turcottons. But they're never gonna <laughs> like. I like. Man, this is about Sub Zero, but I think you guys knocked it out of the park, by the way, with the Brock episode. And I do want to say, like, he's looked the best as a guy who loved Brock and MK2, but that guy has to start winning some goddamn fights to be respectful. <laughs> he can't just be a pawn all the time to get, beat, you know, to get beat up, or else, like, and he's got so much potential right now. He looks so cool. I'm telling you, I'm calling it now. That that Tarkatan camp is only there just so we can body Barack in his own home. Just because, like, let's yeah. just make it as worse as possible for that guy. It's so, yeah. it's so likely. Yeah. We're gonna body him, and then we're gonna throw him on that fire. I'm telling you right now, it's gonna happen. Yeah, unfortunately, right. uh, but yeah, because yeah, Baraka looks fantastic. So let's get into Sub Zero's moves, both from a design perspective, and this is gonna roll on to gameplay. Um, so from his special moves, he's got his freeze ball, which you can amplify for a faster. Uh, basically faster startup so you can get it out quicker because as we all know his freeze ball is kind of on startup is really slowed down in x it's still uh it still goes through projectiles as well yep so it absorbs the projectile when it goes through it if you amplify it you got a slide um which you can even go like if you work them into the corner you can just keep slide 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 so you kind of get your reptile slide combos (laughs) their slide juggles Mm. temple of that you can mirrorlessly combo off yeah it's it's actually really sick Yes. How low is his slide? Is he still going under everything? I think so because in the in the image that they shared recently, just like the past couple of days, they showed an image of Scorpion throwing his spear and Sub Zero sliding under it. So I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, that's cool. He's still low profile. Yeah, low profile is does, under. Go ahead. It did seem to me like it had a bit more recovery than X. X's uh, slide was ridiculously fast. Like you could almost use it like a form of mobility. Yeah. So I kind of hope that's still in because I think that's kind of a cool option for him to have. Absolutely. With the slide, yeah. Especially with run gone, kind of, it's even more important yeah, for him. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, he's got a move called Rising Ice, and it pops up like it's kind of, it's almost could be used as maybe an anti-air. I'm not sure, but he pops up like he just kind of jumps up into the air. It looks really kind of like a awkward. geyser. Yeah, like a geyser. <laughs> yeah. um, he jumps up or he pops up and he hits the opponent up into the air. He can only juggle them if he amplifies it because it allows his recovery to go faster, so that way he can continue it. Um, he's got ice projectiles as he shoots out like the little icicles really quickly. And then he's got that move that you mentioned before, Charles, the frigid storm, which creates like that little circular ice wall that he pushes into the air. And that, do you know, sorry, but do you know if they absorb, like he's got such a long startup and he does such a, the animation's really cool, but the projectiles like basically forming there for like. Like if, what feels like forever before he throws it. Do you know if absorbs projectiles, or can he just get knocked out of that? I don't Maybe. think it does, but I could be wrong. Um, I don't yeah. think it does either, but yeah, you're right. Like I feel like that has to be in like a variation where it's like kind of like he has to like that seems like it would be used for like something if he had a clone or something. I think it goes slower. Of how long it takes. Yeah, yeah, I know it travels slower than the ice projectiles, so it's possible that maybe that's something kind of like. Reptiles force freeze. ball so that you 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 do it and then maybe you can work in a slide or something to catch up with it so that way it creates pressure. Not entirely sure on that, but yeah, I, I, like I don't know what could, the use is. I feel be if you could well, it's not meter burning anymore, but if you could amplify, it, yeah, there we go. If you could amplify it um, and have it absorb projectiles, like even during the slow startup, that might be cool. Yeah, no, uh, that, that would make sense nice. if if that works like that. Um, he's got a cold shoulder back from like Deadly Alliance and the three D. I'm excited era. about that. I'm excited about the cold shoulder. Yeah, it replaces the slide when you use it, so it does do that. But it has a nice little like ice ice shield on his shoulder when he's charging him. So I think that's a good effect yeah. to add to that, so he's not just like charging with his fist. 
Yeah, um, and the amplified version, he crushes you with uh looks like he's got a couple axe moves afterwards. Yeah, yeah, he does a couple of swipes and then drops like a big ass axe at the end. That the next cool. version is cool, but the regular version I kinda wish he did this pose in Deception where he's kinda like bending down. I kinda wish he still did that instead of like yeah. literally just like going to the side. Something about it just doesn't the regular one doesn't look good to me. Uh yeah. I'm glad it's back. It's a cool callback uh, yeah. to the third era. Then he's got, uh, as you mentioned before, he's got his ground ice back. It's not like the little puddle that makes you slip. It's the one where he, from MK9, where he shoots it down and it freezes your feet if you touch, like if you're there. So you got to be kind of close for that. Um, and it still has a long ass startup. So <laughs> it looks still looks bad. I don't see the point in it yet, but maybe they'll buff it. I don't know. It still looks like shit to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I just have never liked that move either. It's not that cool. What do you guys think? Am I crazy or the ground ice? There's a. Uh, yeah, you know, the... I don't think it looks great, but I want to see more of it. I mean, I think it has potential. Yeah, I it think. might have some utility depending on what else he has and whatever. Yeah, variation. right. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell how that's going to come into play. I guess it depends what other moves. I don't know how many slots that takes up, so it probably depends on what you're comboing it with that might make it effective. I, I don't like how he does his big animation and like shoots it with both hands. I think that's a both hand animation. Yeah, down into the ground. Version. I don't know either version. I just think it looks okay. awkward to like walk yeah. up to somebody and freeze their shins. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool actually if he like stomped and froze the ground in front of him with his foot. And he kind of does, does that, do yeah. that with yeah. his with another special move. Well, actually. he's got a creeping ice, I think, yeah. which sent, which like launches ice shards. He hits the ground. It's like his ground pound nine, but this time I think ice shards come up into the out like up right. at the opponent, and right. then yeah. if you amplify it, he stomps. And explodes it. Okay. And I think it might be a launcher, or it might just be another hit. Um, it staggers so I know the there's opponent. That. Yeah, that one oh, okay. staggers the Staggered, opponent, okay. so it gives okay. you an opportunity. Uh, I was he, just saying, like, I'd like to see the ground ice come. Just, I don't like that animation where he freezes the ground with his hands. I just think it. The ice puddle animation from MK2 was sick with his foot coming up and like shoot the way he shot it. It just looked cool. I think um, my problem with it, other than it probably being useless, <laughs> is just the just the animation itself. So. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Finishing off the last couple of specials that I had noted down here, he's got um, his Arctic Trap, which is essentially his new ice clone. It, I think it takes up all three of his slots. And yeah. it's, it, it forms in front of him. It kind of has like a pool on the ground as well as a little ball like floating in the air so if the opponent touches that or if they stand near it for too long then they freeze so I think it's it's instant freeze if they touch it it will eventually freeze them if they stand too close to it after too long kind of like a Captain Cold type of effect um, so this replaces the ice clone as far as we know because the ice clone's not in the game notably so how do you feel about this? You can still do like all sorts of crazy, dirty things where you form it and then you throw your opponent into it to freeze them. So there's still, still some tactics. Back, though. I feel like I feel like it still has that weird thing where they don't want you to use it a certain way. Whereas you know, like if you comboed into it and had it up on screen long enough where they froze again, you get a knockdown. Yeah, I feel where like this sub automatically just falls on his back, right? I'm just wondering with how nerf the move looks. Like I get that. God, we could probably you could probably do a whole episode on the clone. I'm sure you could. But yeah, like probably. um I will just say that as a as such a fan of the character, I'm not going to deny that that is a very game-breaking kind of move and always has been, especially kind of in X unfortunately. But I will also say that I hate to see it disappear completely 
even into this form because I feel like they could have just just made it act differently. Like throwing the clone and shattering the clone. And I agree. Visually, um, yes. And just it was yeah. badass. And it did a lot for his character, I think. So if the clone had functioned differently, like it didn't freeze on contact, maybe it just or maybe the clone, if the shape of it was weird because the hitbox was an issue, maybe if the clone was more like a wall. Um, if they'd just done something but I just loved throwing it and smashing it. Um I yeah. I this move seems like it's not even like a clone. It's uh, it's more like Boracho's far clone because uh, he you, it, projectiles still go through it, so he can't hide behind it. It has a much lower hitbox because it's just a floating ball and not like actually like subs hitbox as a clone. And uh, yeah, it's just it has a lot uh, longer startup, so it seems like a very nerfed version of the clone. And yeah, I agree. Like one of the most satisfying things in X for me. Uh, with his combos, it was just the shatter combos in the corner with the clone. Yeah, that was, it was fun, the dude. coolest shit. And uh, yeah, I'm sad the clone is gone because it, it, it is a staple move for him. And it was way too fucking broken X. They should have, like, they kind of had to design the game around it in a way because of how dumb that move is. And it's yeah. just not fun to fight against, but I agree. I wish he had, like, maybe he automatically throws it instead of actually putting it out as a clone right. or something. Yeah. Or uh, shatters or whatever. So I definitely agree there. Uh, I don't like that move very much. I think it's like a very bad compromise. It's not as cool, and I don't think it satisfies anyone who is a yeah. fan of the clone. So, yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see them keep the clone, but just change it so that it's not such an issue in the game. But at the same here, I will say this too, though, is like, and I remember Tom Brady was on one of the streams, and he was like, "It's great, you know, because the character can live." Yeah, and and I do, I, you know, I pro, I'm not upset that it's gone. I, I wish they could have kept it, like for all the reasons we said, and just found a way to reduce its or change its function so we could still use the cool aspects of it. But the fact that it's gone, then people just have to move on, and you can't bitch about it. Um, which is why I'm a little surprised this Arctic Trap is even there. It's like you're yeah. gonna you're gonna remove the clone, but then you're gonna put back a move that somewhat resembles it. Like that's confusing to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I hope we can still smash the Arctic Trap. Like you remember how that would be like, cool. Like, if he could make it explode just by, like, clenching his fist and it explodes across the screen or something. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, like an instant freeze wave. Yeah, like, there's like potential that. there. Yeah. I just hope they... I'm a little concerned overall about his moveset, to be honest Me too, guys. me um, too. I'm glad you were on the same page as me, because I was afraid I would be too negative, because I am... I'm not feeling sub in this game, gameplay-wise, that much. And I think that's why he's kind of... I'm not I think, that excited for him. Uh, I am. I think I'm gonna be. I think we're gonna be pleasantly surprised. I just have a feeling, but I feel like he might be take a little bit. I hope I'm right. Like I really hope it's not as simple as what we're seeing because mm-hmm. there's a lot. To, I think there's a, there's plenty to be concerned about based on that move set, um, special move set. I'm not. Uh, I'm not as concerned. I, I get where you're coming from on especially. I mean, the clone is such a staple of his that other than the you know the freeze blast that is the most iconic thing about sub zero's moveset is the ice clone so i agree that i wish it was still there and i think the arctic trap is like you said it's it's not a very good compromise it's something that could potentially make nobody happy so uh that's did anyone spend a lot of time with it though because even like the ketchup and mustard videos they touch on it but i get this i could be wrong i get the sense that nobody spent a lot of time with that move. I, I think mean, I mean nobody really spent that much yeah. time with this well, game that's yet. True. So right. Well, as far I as just I hope there's a lot of potential there. I just hope that we're we're jumping the gun a bit, you know. As far as I understand it, uh, some of the moves that were in the ability section aren't in the variations that were playable. So there are moves that we haven't seen, like 
used. Like the um, air axe throw isn't something you oh, see yeah. very often. Yeah, he's got an air throw. Air axe, yeah, you're right. You can, Is he, he an air throw? I don't think I've seen no, that. No, it's not an air throw. It's not a throw. He throws an axe. He Sorry. can jump up into the air, so he can do like an airborne axe throw. Like a oh, ice axe I have throw. not seen that. So that's one move that, that really awesome. hasn't popped up at all. So he's got an air projectile, so that in itself makes Sub very different than he's ever been. <laughs> so. yeah, I'm, I'm holding out on just... I would need to see more. Just the animations and everything in general, I just don't think he's that interesting to me in this game so far just from what i've seen i'm just i'm not let me ask yeah. let me ask you guys this because um i thought that unbreakable was actually a very unique take on on him in, M- in mkx i thought it was pretty cool though so do you any of you guys miss uh the aura i personally miss the aura i thought it was pretty cool um or the uh the parry i thought both of them were cool the parry i probably don't miss as much as the aura because i just thought that was a great take on the character being able to reduce damage and and the visual of being enshrouded in ice. I mean, it makes guys, sense, yeah. It makes yeah. sense to give an ice cryomancer that type of... I mean, honestly, I mean, we talked about Frost earlier, and I, I don't like bringing her up much because we want to keep this focus on Sub-Zero, but it's stuff like that where there are opportunities for more cryomancery moves, and unless there's more than what we saw in the demo, which I, I would imagine there is some more moves to be put into this game... Um, it, do, it wouldn't surprise me to see Frost just because my initial thought was, oh, they gave Sub-Zero the ice-like projectiles, the quick little icicles. I was like, oh, well, that's something I would have imagined they gave to Frost. But there are still untapped territories that you could go with Frost, something like that. Like kind of how like Poison Ivy and Injustice 2 had the bark skin. I could see Frost getting the kind of the ice aura around her for the protection. So I don't know. Um, that's where I'm thinking is maybe... At the, the, at the end of the day, we're going to realize, oh, maybe Frost makes it in base roster or DLC, and they had that planned out to save some of these concepts for her, so that way they didn't just blow their load completely with Sub-Zero, which I know is kind of your big concern, is you want Sub-Zero to be as great as it can be without Frost taken into consideration in that regard. So that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm starting to get on that idea train that yeah. maybe some of these things aren't being explored for that very reason. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. it's so hard to tell. It's so hard to tell because, so yeah, other than the Ice Clone, and it's just so weird. Yeah, I don't know. Sub, uh, he also doesn't use daggers as much. Like, he he had in the Cryomancer, and yeah, yeah, I think that's, yeah. And that would be definitely a Frost thing, is the daggers were more Mm -hmm. her her thing. So, yeah, I could see that, too. You might be onto something. I'd like to ask, what what variation of Sub did you main in uh, MKX? Yeah, I split most of my... I played pretty evenly across all three. Um, okay. But le- leaned the most on um, on Grandmaster, but I probably had the most fun playing uh, Unbreakable. Okay, interesting. Because, I was just curious. No, 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 it's a great question. Um, I, I think nailing the parry was a great feat. And yeah, it I, I like the parry. So yeah. <laughs> Unbreakable, yeah. Temp played Unbreakable at the start. He, he ended up going Cryomancer because that was... Yeah. what he imagines when he thinks of Sub-Zero. And then we have Django yeah. on the show that does, he's all Grandmaster because he loves the Ice Clones. So, But yeah, I mean, I, it's but interesting. The buffs Unbreakable got, it was my favorite variation. Nice. Um, because I think being able, the combo opportunities that opened up, and I thought the it was kind of a, I mean, it's not super high skill, but um, I'm not a super competitive player. I love to play people, but <laughs> um, I, you know, it felt, it felt like a, Combos that had to be practiced and worked on. Unfortunately, online, 
uh, it was harder to pull them off online. But uh, I just got the most satisfaction out of that variation and thought it was very true to the character. I dug the mask. I dug the look. I liked the aura. I thought the parry was fun. Um, I missed missed the clone because it was just fun. But I also I also felt bad playing with the clone because it got such a bad rap. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I mean, even clone players. Jingo has gone on record saying, as if if he wants to be honest and not you know bullshit and whatnot, he uh, he admits the clone is pretty pretty unbalanced and dirty in that regard. So yeah, I think most clo- like grandmaster players recognize that it's 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 not balanced as is. I enjoyed yeah. playing Sub Zero and X, but I would never use him in King of the Hills or anything just because he wasn't very fun to fight against because of the clone. It's just it's no one wants to deal with that. It's, Sitting right. behind the clone and then waiting to get your turn. It's, yeah. So, yeah. which Ar- sucks. Yeah. Araman says in the chat, likes unbreakable sub. Is this temp with a voice changer? So, <laughs> Charles, what I need you to do is say, sup. Sup. Now say, <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo. <laughs> okay, well, that was. That was a little, intense. Yeah, that was, it was. It was less tired and it was more like, you yo, suck. dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. All I right. don't. I don't know. Uh, Temp mispronounced my name, so yeah, years ago, never got over it. Uh, uh, yeah, I I can understand. Um, so and then we have great because I miss most is the frozen arm since MK Deadly Alliance. I can't see Sub Zero without them. Hopefully, they will be a skin. My yeah, thoughts on a that. Good skin. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts are I prefer non frozen arms, but I mean, it depends. I, I I like the option. I don't dislike the look. So some skins with frozen arms, some without. I think is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then. We have a $500 sunglass that says, give Frost the clone. You know, I thought about that, but that, I think that would oh just piss. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if that happened? <laughs> she would get so much hate just for everybody's sake because you'd get all the sub players that are like, why does she get the clone? Sub-Zero's one of his most iconic moves. And then you'd also get the people that are like, I thought it was taken out because of balance. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, it would, it would be, be hilarious. It would be, it would, I don't understand why that would ever be a thing because then you could you could just give her the little ice ball-y aura thing sitting there instead of the clone if that was the case so yeah i don't i don't think that'll be the case where she gets the clone no. i think we I can pretty to... much guarantee that's not gonna i mean if she's in the game that's one thing but if she got the clone i almost wish that happened yeah, <laughs> because, <I wanted> to... <laughs> because people would lose their guy can you imagine like the stream chat reaction to that like i want that to happen just so i can see what people say their reasonings like out. their reasoning is well we thought if we'd give her the clone at least it has a smaller hitbox <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see that garris apparently has a clone i just re- i didn't he's got like the sand clone or whatever he yeah. does yeah he has and he like teleports into it or mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it's interesting they should just stay away from clones man like they they should just it doesn't work well for them. I mean, he it's still scary. has the clone represented in like everything else he does. So it's visually represented, not gameplay, but it's still in the game, you know. So at well, least like it's still the, there. Yeah, I like his brutality win pose with the clone. I like the fatality with the clone. So at least they're using it in other ways. Right. Yeah, I am glad it's gone. I am glad it's gone. Uh, I'm with I, you. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think, yeah, I think you're going to find more interesting sub play and more enjoyable fighting sub um, because of it. But. So, I mean, from his combos and normals perspective, he's got some interesting stuff. He has his forward four has him charge about halfway across the screen and he does a knockdown. <laughs> he does like a kick. It's a big wind up kick. I thought the that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I was watching uh, Kind of Funny and they, you know, they're not fighting game guys, but I, I like their channel. I love what they do for games. And um, that move made a couple of them be like, no, runs in the game. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. Because oh, like, yeah. Yeah, they're like, I was running with Sub-Zero. <laughs> <laughs> so they definitely confuse people. I mean, that's a funny thing about events like this is um, it's been a lesson to me to to watch all the impressions. And it's, it, even from guys that were there, like that, uh, some of the miscommunication has gone out from it. And then so much right. clickbait on it's amazing to me um, what some people will say to get you to watch videos. Oh, yeah. That's another another topic. No, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have his back two, I think, is the one where he swings the whatever his ice weapon is, the axe, I'm going to call it. So he swings his axe in a very anti-air. It's kind of like his down two from MKX. I don't know if it's quite as good because that was pretty damn good, but back two allows him. I know at the event I, I used that to catch Razor when he was jumping in. I'd catch him, and then you can follow it up with a uppercut after that. So it's a nice little anti-air that you can even fit an uppercut in afterwards, which I thought was interesting. That's a very wide arc. Yes. You can catch people from pretty far away. Um, and then moving on to his throw. So his throw, like his forward throw, he just uppercuts them into an ice ceiling, which we'll get into the brutality later that leads from that. But I thought that's kind of a that's a creative throw. Sub-Zero has some interesting throws, even dating back to his Deadly Alliance one where he surfs on them, which I thought was cool. But <laughs> I, like it. I still remember on the forum boards back then, like, People got to go to, I guess they had an, an event like for Deadly Alliance, sort of like a traveling road truck, I think it was. And somebody had gotten, uh, yeah. somebody was like people on the forums, very, very few were able to actually make it to one of these events. And I remember that was the first time I heard about that throw is somebody's like, yeah, as Sub-Zero is throw, you can, you, you actually like ride on top of them like a surfboard across the screen. And I was just like, everyone was in disbelief that that was actually his throw. It sounded like something somebody would make up but it was it was badass it was cool and uh yeah and here he's it's it's perfectly cool as well i like this better than uh what is his mk9 where he like jabs the sword into your chest and then tosses you mm -hmm. aside or whatever this I one, like that one i mean yeah i, like I mean I don't, better, yeah I don't dislike it i just think this is really creative who who creates an ice ceiling and then just uppercuts you into it i think that's i like that's how fast great, it yeah. is yeah it comes out super fast like i love how he's just like one arm just creates his goddamn ice ceiling and then just the uppercut looks sick too like because it's a full extended uppercut like he he rate my criticism in the last couple mks is uppercuts just they don't like extend they just kind of their hand never fully i know it's yeah it's like their arm just kinda, yeah it just doesn't have that oomph that like the original mks were all about you know uppercuts and that that feedback so i love that he like if you watch it he just fully uppercuts your ass into that into the it looks good. I'm a fan. I like it. I like that it just it's like he's knock you in, knock knocking you into like a ceiling. He's just fucking knocking you into like an ice ceiling. Like yeah, I like it a lot too. Yeah. And yeah, the one armed, like just creating it with one arm looks awesome. Just how he like does that pose and then It looks effortless. Him. So it yeah. like you know, it looks that's, cool. Yeah, that's where you fun. yeah, that's where like him using only one hand to create that type of stuff. That's where it can looks really cool. be effective, just how good this guy is and how amazing he is with his powers. But yeah, I like that. Um and it it's definitely almost kind of like hands a from frost. frost <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. That's what she said. Um, so <laughs> it's it's almost a callback to MK versus DC as well in the terms of that weird little ice block you could create above your opponent's head. So and now we get in a whole ice ceiling. Why not? Um, so let's move on to his fatal blow because well, unless you guys had crushing blows, I, I I couldn't think of any of his crushing blows off the top of my head. Oh, any? we got to talk about at least one of those. Go ahead put me on the spot um <laughs> i guess i put myself on the spot i believe that if you if you do the uh amplified version of the slide on the third one it's a crushing bow where it zooms in and he because this amplified version throws you into another wall 
makes a wall, flips you over, throws, grabs you by the foot, which looks kind of funny, and throws you into the wall, and then punches you through it. And I think it slows down if you do it three times. The yeah, third it zooms one slows in down, on like zooms stomach. in and like beats you through the wall. But it does yeah. massive damage. How much uh, does it do? Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't know. But it was it looked substantial. But I guess all the crushing blows do that. Um, I liked it though too. It's, it's I liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was cool. What were the other ones? Um, I think he has one off. His like one, I think it's like one, two, four or something. It's like the last kick I think does one. Yes, maybe? yeah, yep. No, you're right. He steps and okay. straight kicks your chest. It's like a straight kick. Um, nice. I should have looked into that because I don't remember a lot of his. Yeah. It's the same animation as his forward, forward four, 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 right? Yeah. I don't know if it's the same move, it's but similar. I think it's the same animation or yeah. th- that type of kick. Mm-hmm. Which um, I love that a uh, normal forward four is. That looks awesome. It's so it goes so fucking far. I was like, Jesus, that is ridiculous. That seems to be the case with this game, though. Is just more like extended normals, like right. just yeah, that go yeah. far as fuck. Is it? Yeah, his nor his normals in general are pretty. He gets some good range on them. It's they all advance it forward like, towards yeah. his opponent, so they close distance, which is great. It seems like he's gonna be a really like good footsies character and mix up character. Yeah, he doesn't have the most damage in the world. He's got very low damage so far, but I like that. So if he's like a mix up and good whip punisher, he's not gonna hit you for like. Fucking 500 damage every single time. Right. It's just going to be very, like, there's not a lot of hits, but uh, it does enough damage to, yeah. Rumblefoot, like yeah, points out the running overhead is sick. Yeah, like the double axe overhead or whatever it is. That one's badass. Um, so let's move on to his fatal blow. He slams axes into their sides. So he creates two axes, slams it right into their sides um, of their abdomen or whatever their hip area, they knocks, which knocks him down, so they're in immense pain. He takes one giant axe that he forms out of ice, slams it into their face, then he essentially like drags it down to their chest, but eventually it catches, and then he pulls them, and almost uh, he does like a full-on... Front like, flip. <laughs> yeah, like he takes their body and winds it on the back and then brings them all the way, like all the way around like a windmill and slams them back into the ground, which shatters the, the ice axe as he does it, as he's slamming him into the ground. It looks good. It looks beautiful. It's simple, but effective. I think it was a good use of his ice weapons. So I I did dig that. Um, And then we have his fatalities. We actually got to see both of his fatalities. Not every character got both of them shown off, but his did. So we have one where he creates an ice clone holding a spear. And then he, he basically does his slide, which pop up and over. They land onto the spear and then he, tear, he he walks up to them, punches through their chest, grabs under their spine, yanks it out along with their head, and then just essentially swings it around and impales it right onto the, the spike. What did you guys think of that fatality? Creative? I mean, he's had a lot over the years. Do you think that's a new... I mean, so he's done so many different types of ways to tear their head and their spine out. <laughs> is, this, yeah. is this up to snuff? Is this creative enough? Or do you think it's kind of old by this point? What do you think? Go ahead, man. Oh, okay. Um, it's okay. Yeah, like I do like the ripping the spine out when they're upside down. I thought that was cool, but it's it's a bit much. It's very there's a lot of steps to this fatality. Like make the clone slide, rip the spine out. It's it's just a bit much. Um, I do like the I ice do, clone usage. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna mention. I like the that there's an ice clone holding like a spear. I think that was uh, interesting. Yeah, I um, mean he's using okay. an ice clone in it, so that to me already makes it awesome. I and. It's just, yeah, I, I like that aspect more than anything is that he's incorporating his ice clone into the fatality. Yeah, yeah. what do you think, uh, Charles? I, 
it's been a long time since like I've never I don't think sub has bad fatalities right the past couple of games but mm-hmm. it's like it's been a while and I liked his uh the bed of ice from the last game which was fun yeah that was a good one that um, was awesome yeah but like that's probably my favorite recently um but I feel like this is this is more like his other fatality in X where it feels broken into steps it's kind of a criticism for me from the all from just how the games of of their fatalities and of their x-rays which are now crushing uh fatal blows. blows um just in general i don't like the whole everybody having like multiple stages um i kind of like simple and i think it wears faster because you get over it because it's like the first time you see it the, the one exception is like baraka's i think th- like he, just his new fatality is awesome <laughs> um but this one i also don't like how at the end where they like I'm already seeing reusing the idea of the eyeballs coming out. So, like we saw in uh, Scarlet, she punches the eyeball through. This time, when Sub p- throws the head back on the ice clone, the eyeball comes out with oh, it. Oh, does it? I didn't yeah, see that. Okay. The eyeball, like he throws the head back onto the spear, which is already through their chest. Yeah. And it goes I, through yeah. their head, but also the eyeball flies out. I yeah. did someone say that, and I didn't see it, but I, I take your word for it. It's just. Oh, no. I, it's, I, yeah. It's just like, you know, it's cool, but I, I would. I get they love their tech too. I like uh, yeah. obviously their eyeballs are flying out of heads is a big thing in MK11. And it's just like I want to see. I just would like to get away from a little bit of like how many ways you can cut people up when all these characters have so many cool abilities. Um, where I like it, but I'm kind of at the same time over it in a way. And I also I just not to beat a dead horse, but I would say I kind of wish the. Uh, the uh, crush, the fatal blows were two stages instead of three. It just feels that much over the top. It takes that much more time. I know com- competitive gamers are going to get sick of it. I really like the crushing blows because they're fast. It's like cinematic. It's fast. It does more damage. You see a little bit of an X-ray type thing, and then you move on. I'm worried about the fatal blows a little bit that they're just so long. I feel like two big hits would be enough. As it seems like most of them are three now. I that might just that. be me. Um, no, I, I see where you're coming from because the crushing blows are. Very much a gameplay utility, but even though the fail blows are more of a gameplay utility this time, you still have to stop the match and watch that for five I to like ten them. seconds. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah, get rid of them. Yeah. Just like instead of three big hits, you could do you could get the same reaction, the same nasty, awesome effects. I think from two hits, and then it would just be that much faster. Um, anyway, his fatality, I like, I do like it. It's not bad. I kind of anytime Sub Zero's ripping spines out, you know, is good. I like it. Um, I, do you guys like the spine too? How good it looks? I think it looks really good now. Yeah, in this yeah, game, it's way better than yeah. some of the others. Especially, I mean, I think you notice it even in like Scorpion's one where he pops the spine out of the back that we talked about last time. Yeah, ex- yeah, that one. Sure. Yeah, you really get a appreciation for how good just the gore in this game looks in terms of just quality. So I want to combine both his fatalities in this game. Like, I want him to rip the spine out. Um, and then instead of throwing it back onto the character, I want him to hold it up to the camera, freeze it, and punch through the face like he does in his other fatality. But this time, the spine is dangling too, so you have that added effect. Like, I don't know. That's just, I want to see. So, uh, do you, do you want right. to transition into the first yeah. fatality? Uh, just to yeah, see sorry. What, yeah. I'm just going to well, say, these... so let's roll into the next one. So, yeah. His... His other fatality is he freezes the opponent into a block. This is the one that we saw in the trailer. He frees them into a block and their head's sticking out. He cuts off the head with a giant ice axe that he creates. The head kind of rolls over towards him. He picks it up, kind of holds it in his hand towards the camera with the face looking at the camera, freezes it, and then punches through it from the back. I 
I like this one better than the the first one just because of the ending. So I agree with the you. The ending is awesome. Yes, <laughs> I, I agree with you. There's two strong points to both um, that I think if you combine them, you would have the excellent fatality. So because I'm not really digging the first part where he he freezes their whole body except for their head, then cuts it off. I feel like that's, yeah, that's the, what awkward. I'm not feeling. That's it the, looks really awkward. That's the like, weaker just, part of that, whereas the freezing yeah. the head is the the stronger part. So I agree that there are. There is like a bittersweet to each one where there's a low point and a high point to each one. I, I don't mind either. I like both for what they are. And I, I've accepted that fatalities in general are just going to be way, way more steps than we're wanting. But that's why we have brutalities for the simpler, cooler, quick and yeah. dirty type effects, the more classic type fatalities. Whereas the new ones, we just have to accept that they are going to be this cinematic torture, basically. So, but no, I agree, I, like, just... I agree with you. I agree with you. I, like, I wouldn't want to lose the cinematic torture. I like it. It just is a little too long. It's not even that it's too gruesome. I like the, I like the gore. I mean, we all do. It's just, uh, I just feel like they're, they, they're shooting themselves in the foot a bit. Like, why even give people the opportunity to go there? Like, keep them a little shorter. But that's my own opinion. Um, right. First fatality. First fatality. Yeah, I agree with you guys. The block, the block is like weird. The, and um, oh, here's here's what I thought was really cool. And tell me if I'm crazy. When he holds the head up to the camera, the first time I watched it, I thought he breathed, like he blew out cold air to freeze the face. Huh. And I thought it looked really huh. cool, but then I realized I think he's just doing it from his hand. Yeah, I think he's doing it from yeah, his hand. Yeah. But yeah, that'd I think be I just made that up in my head. But I thought that'd be kind of cool if he was like froze it with his breath and then smashed that would it. Be cool. Maybe that's something we can see Frost do more. Not to keep bringing Frost up is going to do it. Do icy kisses and stuff. That would make sense. But, yeah, uh, kisses. Icy kisses. <laughs> Sub-Zero yeah. blowing an ice kiss. That's just kind of weird. <laughs> but, uh, okay, well, let's move on to Brutalities as our last little bit in terms of his gameplay and design. So the one I wrote down here is he... Essentially, it's a... Well, there's two, I guess. There's two that I remember. One is where he does his front throw where he uppercuts them into the ceiling, except for this time there's ice spikes coming out of the ceiling, which is a callback to the combat tomb stage fatality. I think we're all digging this. I love it. I think it's beautiful, and it's a great callback. It's my uh, favorite brutality in the game right now. I, I love it. Nice. I, was, awesome. I, got, I started yelling when I saw that because it was just it was so cool to see that uh, return. As We haven't gotten that. Uh, Spike stage fatality since like MK4 or some shit. It's been a mm -hmm. long ass time. So seeing my that brutality, yeah, I love it. Sorry, go on. Oh no, I was just gonna say my only question is if you hold down, is it? Yes, fall off? I was I thinking too because you know they had said something that there was like something in the demo that they like a little small little nod or whatever a hint or secret that they weren't sure if anybody caught. And I was thinking that before you said that, I was like, I wonder if anybody tried to hold down because. Down for Down for Ality and I recently played MK2 and Ultimate MK3, and I had done that stage fatality and held down, and the the body fell off. So I just like it came to my mind since it's so recent that I wonder if that's still in. It, it has to be, you would think. Like I think they, I think they have to do it. Yeah, I think they have. I agree. That would be cool. I mean, it's icy. Why would they stay up there to begin? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, and then the other one that I remembered was. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like his other kind of throwy. I don't know if it's a command grab or whatever, because I've seen him do it at the end of combos. But he he tosses them the other way, and this time it's an ice wall instead of an ice ceiling. And then when they hit the wall, he throws an ice axe that cuts their head off, like it sticks into the wall. Yep. I so. think you're referring to his ex slide, the amplified yeah. version. Yeah, yep. there you I, go. I, I like it. Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, no, I just love brutalities. They're yeah. so much simpler, and they're just awesome. 
I'm so happy. You have, me too. Yeah, and then you have his brutality pose where he does he creates an ice clung. So I mean, it's all goodness right it's there. Badass. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, 100%. At the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that his brutalities are awesome. There you go. Just keep going. <laughs> have um, we uh, seen any of his other ones, or are those the only two? They're the only ones so, listed. Yeah, I, think I those... saw there was a video where they walked through everybody's brutalities, and some guys had like four. Sub only had those two. So unless okay. somebody found a, a secret one, I don't. I don't know of any others. I hope. I'd be surprised. Go Sorry, ahead. Go on. No, you good. I was just gonna say I would be surprised if he doesn't get the uh, the freeze and the uppercut one that he had in yeah. uh, MKX and some of those simple ones that he had uh, in MKX. Like I'm sure he'll have one with his like throws and stuff like that. It seems like everyone's gonna have one with their yeah. throws. Right. Yeah. I'm sure that everybody's gonna have a lot more brutality. I think I so too. So. They when I was at the event and I asked him, "Are brutalities in this game?" And the the guy that was helping me out. Um, shout out to him, John at NRS. He he's like, oh yeah, we love brutalities. We're not like he essentially said it in a way that there's no way that they're not going to have brutalities. That they were such a big hit, both internally and externally. That they they know that everybody loves brutalities. So I don't think we're going to see a Mortal Kombat without them for a very long time, if ever. So how many do you think? Uh, how many do you think we'll get per character? I'm thinking I'm, about like ten. I'm hoping so. more because if I had one disappointment as like a katana main in mkx is that when you chose a specific variation you were pretty much locked into with katana anyways you only had like two brutalities to work with so i would yeah. i would like you know at any point in a match whatever moveset i'm working with to at least have three or four options in that regard just so it doesn't get as repetitive but yeah brutalities are always fun to see they're so quick and to the point that i never get sick of them so yeah i, I hope to see more though and i hope to see more per character rather than some characters getting six, some 12, some, you know, give everybody a lot, I think would be awesome. I agree. And one of the only brutals I really got sick of was funnily enough, uh, Tim's uh, cryomancer one where he just stabs the one, dagger yeah, into your hand. Your head, yeah, and yeah. he got, he got so sick of that too. And he was like, if I had the option, I wouldn't have bought it from the crypt. I just want to like erase it. I don't <laughs> want this brutality anymore. So I don't want any of those where it's just, you get sick of them. There's not very many that, I get sick of, but yeah, I hope there's a lot more in this game. You're probably just sick of that damn command throw. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, stabby, 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 stabby. Uh, okay, well, last bit on Sub-Zero here before we wrap this up is, so story possibilities and hopes for Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero's had some interesting story little threads throughout the throughout the games. I guess my one big hope is that we have less Scorpion and Sub-Zero interaction. It's almost a guarantee that we'll probably get classic Scorpion who's still pissed off at Sub-Zero interacting with Sub-Zero because they love to play that up so much. I, I honestly, I want to see Sub-Zero interact with Smoke. I want to see him interact with Noob. I want to see him interact with Sector. I want to see him interact with Cyrex. I want to see him interact with Serena. Any of those characters, I don't want to see more Sub-Scorpion. That's, that's my hope out of all of this just more of the other characters that he has threads to that we don't always get follow-up with there's so many like storylines still sitting there for him on the table what are you what about you guys uh, I, I agree i think um you're definitely going to get it though because i'm i'm confused by the whole timeline thing i mean everybody yeah. is but but it's like are we going back i know raiden's already gone back so now we're going I'm very interested in how much further back we're going again, but I guess it's going to be more of a timelines come. Uh, what's it? Converging. Uh, converging type thing. Thank you. So I think you're gonna like in the trailer, right? You had look like you had a pissed off scorpion there throwing a spirit. 
Liu Kang and Kung Lao and um, in a classic costume. So I think we're definitely going to get some Scorpion versus Sub Zero where they're ignorant and pissed off at each other still. But it could be interesting um, if they do it right. Yeah, I mean, why I can't we get a Sub Zero like meeting up with Smoke after he gets cyberized? And just that would feeling, be much cooler. And just feeling sorry for him, like actual sorrow. Like I'm sorry. I wish I could have helped you. Like, right? You know that. Or I mean, I don't want to see him interact with Frost because we already know how that goes every single time. <laughs> Frost is a <laughs> stupid, power hungry bitch, and she will freeze. She'll get herself frozen for the fourth time <laughs> in the series. So I don't want to see that. I want I want Frost to move on with her life and do something new. But in terms of Sub Zero, I mean, yeah, like let's get some more Serena development. I think Smoke is the biggest one that's just the biggest missed opportunity in the series of play up that friendship and where does that go or play up his interaction with Noob, his, his dead brother who's now yeah. a wraith. Like, let's get more of that instead of sub-Scorpion for the millionth time or sub with the combat kids. Let's have sub interact with the characters we want to see him with most, especially because we didn't even get the Takunin and the, the Lin Kuei. We didn't get to see all that play out in the actual, in MKX or anything. So yep. let's see the follow-up to that. I want to see him interact with those characters. So I, I agree. Um, I hope he does more than X uh, because he was essentially just a training chapter and he didn't really do shit in that game. So I'm hoping, yeah, I hope he meets up with like Noob or something because one of the strongest moments I think just in MK9 was just like the line where it's like, uh, we share blood, but we're not brothers. I want more of that type of shit with uh, yeah. Noob and Sub-Zero. So if that has something to do with the timelines, that could be cool. He meets the old timeline noob or some, something like that where you're able to have that interaction. I'd like Smoke too, but I'm less confident for Smoke. But just I think we're going to get some of that with Sub-Zero because I don't know where else he would fit in into the story, honestly. We just need uh, more Sub-Zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, yeah. There's nothing wrong. Like Sub-Zero is a very popular character, one, top three easily of this franchise. And like I said, when you have all of those relationships with other characters – that never seem to get the development they should. There's there's no reason not to have more Sub-Zero in this game and in the story mode, especially after MKX. He kind of got the shaft in terms of his screen time. So let's get more Sub-Zero. I think, I think yeah. we're all on the same page in that regard. And on that note, I don't want... go ahead. Oh, no, I was going uh, to agree with Jonas in the chat. He's like, we're Sub and Special Forces. Like, I'm burned out on Special Forces and, and oh, yes. in general. Less so like, just forces. him helping them and... I want much more magic. I want much more outworld type stuff and cryomancer. And basically, I just want to see Sub Zero retired breeding dragons, um, <laughs> giant egg fields, and uh, you like that yeah, ending? No, no, obviously. Oh, not. you don't? Okay. No. Actually, <laughs> actually, you know what? Like, no, no, no. I'm kidding. But um, I didn't hate it. Like I know people thought it was ridiculous. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Sub Zero riding an ice dragon's kind of badass, but it's still ridiculous and funny. But it's not any more ridiculous than shit that's happened in MK before. So, definitely. Um, as long as he's not riding a dragon into his intros, then that would be bad. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. But yeah, I, I hope it. that I hope that doesn't happen. I can see it oddly enough too, but I don't. I hope that doesn't happen. All right. On that note, thank you for coming on. We're gonna wrap up this episode. Thanks everybody for tuning in live. We want to rate the character. Like oh yeah, you're right. Time. Yeah, I, I could have forgot oh, that. Good catch. Yeah, good catch indeed. Um, so rating the character, this is on a letter grade scale, so A's and B's and C's and whatnot. So where, what are you guys rating Sub Zero on a letter grade? Well, what do you got? We'll start with Charles since he is our guest. What do you got? Um, probably a B plus. Um, there are things 
I'm so particular, guys, that like his stance in MK9 pissed me off every time I played that game. Every time. Like I never got over it. I, I played it and I liked it, but um, it annoyed me every time. So I'm very particular and I'm just hoping there's not something that drives me nuts. Because And so far I don't really see that. So he definitely gets a, a high B because I can live with everything I've seen. And But it but it's not a... Uh, they didn't knock it out of the park for me and I'm concerned about the moveset. And uh, I feel bad even saying I'm concerned about the moveset because I'm doing what I'm telling people not to do, which is making decisions off of videos online about a game that everybody played for a day. and you know, I should be keeping those opinions to myself essentially until I play the game and can form my own opinion. Sure. Well, I think it's, I think it's valid too, because he's your favorite and you have, yeah. Yeah. And we're only rating based on what we know now, obviously by the time the game comes out, we all get our hands on it and have more time to develop. And there could be more things added into the game that we're not even aware of. So yeah, we're just going off the information we have now. So you give a B plus down for, what do you get? Uh, I'll give him like a C plus, like, He's probably my least favorite or least hyped character to play right now. Uh, I've always liked playing Substance. I've used him as a like my third character in MK9, honestly. I used him a lot. And then in MKX, I didn't use him as much, but I still really enjoyed playing him. But he just doesn't really grasp me in this game. I was expecting a bit more after everyone else looks so amazing. I was just... I guess I was expecting to be like really blown away by Sub-Zero, but I, I don't know. He's just... That's fair. That's not fair. doing much for me. Interesting. And I'll go with a B plus as well, um, agreeing with Charles. And so that gives two B pluses and a C plus. And I'm kind of with on the same wavelength as you guys. And I think a big reason is because unlike Baraka, who was kind of stale and he really did like a 180 and just blew us all away, Sub-Zero had a higher floor, I guess. Like the bar for him wasn't so low. So he's been consistently decent at the least. So for him to be like to blow us away, I feel like is going to be a little bit harder for them to do um, since he's just generally decent every single time, decent to good to great. So we expect a little bit more from him to really be wowed. And I don't, I don't think I was absolutely wowed. I did have fun with like playing as him in the demo, but yeah, he wasn't one of my favorites either. I think he was like fourth or fifth for me in terms of enjoyment um, in the, in the list of seven. So I agree with you guys. Uh, I I hope to see more from Sub-Zero and to bump that up as we go along and learn more about him. But I still think he looks good in the game and obviously we praised a lot about him throughout this episode. And I hope to see great things from him in story. And on that note, thanks, Charles, for coming in and joining us for the Sub-Zero breakdown and discussion. And hopefully we can have you on again for a future character down the line after we get some more guests in. Uh, oh, I appreciate man. your time. And, yeah, you were a great uh, guest. Yes. Oh, thanks, man. That that would be amazing. You guys are doing God's work. I think the whole idea of having fans on to talk about their favorite characters, for, you know, for a game like this is is fucking awesome. And I commend you guys for the effort. I know how long. I know how much effort it goes into to to podcast. So thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And I'm more than happy to come back on anytime. Sub is my favorite, but there's a lot of great characters I feel strongly about. Uh, one more plug, Fujin for MK11, please. Nice. <laughs> there you go, there like you go. Fujin for MK11. And on that note, um, if you are if you're if you're new to our channel and you aren't aware of what we do, uh, well, we do YouTube podcasts and videos as obviously. If that's not clear enough after you've just listened to us, hopefully for over an hour and a half now. But if you're new to us, check out our Discord because that's where we have the whole community. We got over 400 members here discussing daily. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, everything about it, and constant discussion 24-7. 
Um, and if you want to come on to a future episode about a character that you feel very passionate about, the first step in doing that is just joining the Discord. And we have a we have a channel specifically set up for this particular podcast. And you can come join the live chat. You can listen to us live, record, as well as, like I said, come on a future episode if you are really passionate about a character. Once again, thank you, Charles. And see you guys next time for whatever the hell character we are covering. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya.